Welcome to the Newport Church Sermon of the Week podcast. Newport Church is a non-denominational, spirit-filled church, part of the Dove International Apostolic Network of Churches and Ministries. We are located between Mannheim and Lidditz in northern Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. We look forward to seeing you. And now, here is today's message. All right. Hello. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Newport Church. It is so great to have you with us this morning. Um, If it is your first time here this morning, I want to welcome you. It is great to have you. If you are watching online and it's your first time joining us, I know a lot of times people kind of check us out on our live stream before they come and visit. So hopefully we get to meet you in person soon. Um, But yeah, I'm super excited to be here this morning. If it is your first time here, uh, we do have a gift for you. So make sure you stop out at the Connection Center out in the lobby on your way out, and they will give you a gift, answer any questions you have. And yeah, so awesome. Well, my name is Matt. I am one of the pastors here at Newport Church, and I will bring in the word this morning. But yeah, hope you guys are ready for a great day, not just because of this, but because God is here and we are here to pursue God, right? That is our goal, like our goal here this morning is to pursue God as a body of believers. So um, yeah, I'm going to dive into it here, but before that, did Dwayne not do a great job last week? It was great having Dwayne back to share with us, and Dwayne, if you're watching, or maybe, uh, yeah, if you're watching, good job. It was great having you, uh, but yeah, so I'm going to pray, kick us off, and then dive into the topic of the day. So God, thank you so much. First and foremost, just for the greatness of you. Thank you that you are a loving Father, that you love to um, yeah, be in our midst, that you love to enter into relationship with us. Thank you that we have the freedoms to come together like this to pursue you together. I pray, Lord, that you would just blow our minds this morning, as you already are even through worship and um, just the encounters that we've had with you already this morning. I pray that you continue that. As I share the word this morning, God, I pray that you would speak through me, that anything that is in my notes um, that needs to be um, yeah, added or taken away from God, I pray, Lord, that you would just do it, that I'll be in tune with you. In Jesus' name, I pray, Lord, that we would leave here changed this morning, that we would, um, whatever we came in with, whatever we walked in, that we would walk out different, more like you this morning. Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. So this morning, I'm going to change the pace a little bit. We've been going through the Encountering God series, which has been incredible. You guys have been enjoying that, Encountering God through worship and then through personal and, oh, what's the exact term he's using? But through one-on-one relationships, through um, kind of like community. So I'm just going to be taking a little bit of a break from the Encountering God series. And today, we're going to be looking at... Um, what I'm titling The Habits of a Healthy Soul, and diving into what it looks like to nurture for and take care of our souls, um, and even like the comparisons that that is with our bodies. Like there's a lot of similarities there. So we're gonna dive into that. Um, I'm gonna look at first, like how do we assess the current state of our soul? How do we kind of look at where we are so we have a good place to know where we need to grow, what areas? Then we're gonna jump into what are some toxic habits that do the opposite for us than to grow our souls into healthy souls? The ones that kind of decay or like hinder us in our soul. And then to finish up, we're going to look at healthy habits and how to apply them to our lives. So uh, just give a little disclaimer before I go much farther that my goal for this morning as I was preparing, like I really felt this morning needs to be like a practical this is how we do it. Like, um, and in that, a lot of times, there's almost like a fear or a temptation of, oh, this can become very legalistic or, you know, works equals salvation, whatever. It's not any of that. This is just a really practical way. Like, I want us to be able to walk away this morning. And I felt very strongly as I was preparing this that I want to be able to walk out the door doing something different, having something in our hands that we can be like, all right, if we do this, our souls will become healthier. So... Um, yeah, just keep that in mind as I'm going through this stuff. This is not a list of rules that I'm trying to throw at you, like, oh, you have to do all these to please God and to, you know, get your salvation. It's not, not that at all. So just a little quick disclaimer there. Um, but yeah, so as we go here, 
Um, just quickly, I'm going to touch on like what is a soul? Like what is our soul? We hear it talked about a lot, and I think everyone has like kind of an idea of what it is. Some people's idea might be like that little ghost thing that flies off of like Daffy Duck when he gets hit with a hammer or whatever. <laughs> That's a pretty like interesting picture of a soul. That's not what a soul is. It's not that little ghost figure that goes up to heaven per se. Um, there's more to it than that. So our soul is the part of our body that is neither our flesh or our mind. So our flesh is pretty obvious. Flesh and bone, you know, that's our body. Our mind is more of the decision-making um, and the thoughts and all that. The soul um, is the part of us that we often relate to with our personality and our emotions and our character. Um, so to explain this, like, it's not necessarily our thoughts, but it's the driving force behind our thoughts. It's what produces like, those thoughts in us. So uh, yeah, this, in a sense, the soul is our core. Like Everything we do flows out of our soul, flows out of what our soul um, health is. So the healthier you are, the more healthy things will flow out of it. So that's kind of a quick glance of what a soul is. I don't want to take a lot of time in the theological uh, explanation of stuff. So, uh, yeah. So I want to start off with this question, and I want you to actually think about it as I ask it, not just like have it as part of the large sum here. Is how is your soul? Like, we're going to take some time here and look at ways that we can actually assess the status of our soul and the health of our soul, but just right off the bat, like, how is your soul? And this is kind of the key question for the day. This is going to be kind of the platform of where we build off of, because if we are willing to be real with ourselves, if we're willing to actually take a deep dive into our souls and see where we are at, where our health of our soul is, like, the strengths and the weaknesses, the good areas and maybe a little bit of the rough areas, if we can be real and in our hearts, like, all right, like this is where it truly is. Um, there is so much grace in that, that God is going to come in and he's going to be like, hey, since you're recognizing this and you're making this step towards health, like there's so much grace there. So I just encourage you, like, as we go through this, like, take the time, assess your soul, like see where you're at so that you know where you need to grow in. And God, as we go through this, God's going to share with you. He's going to like highlight different things I say that like will stand out to me. Like, oh, that's like an area that I'm doing good in, or that's an area that I need to grow in there on. So yeah, just pay attention to that. Um, I am going to cover a lot throughout the whole thing. Like there's going to be a lot of points in all the different areas. Don't try and like catch everything. Like, be intentional, like, all right, God, like, where am I? Like, what do you want to share with me today? Because this is not between me and you, trying, me trying to, like, give you what you need today. I'm just giving what God gave me. It's between you and God for him to give you what you need out of this. So, awesome. Um, sweet. Yeah. So, um, cool. So there's many, many ways to check the health of our soul. There's this kind of like this general knowing too, like everyone has an idea of where you're at with your soul. If you're having a rough season where you're not intentional with things, like you kind of know it. Um, but I like to liken our soul health to our physical health as well. There's a lot of comparisons in that. And when you go for a checkup, um, the first thing the doctor is going to do when they come in or the assistant is they're gonna check your vitals, right? And I'm not a medical person by any means, so I did a quick web search. So if this isn't all of the vitals they check, I understand that. If it's whatever, I'm just going to list what I found and talk to me afterwards if you want. But four of the most common vitals that I found that they check um, would be obviously your temperature, pulse rate, respiratory rate, and blood pressure. Um, thank you. <laughs> The internet didn't lie to me this time. Cool. So, um, yeah, as you come in for almost any checkup, these are going to be things that they're checking because if one of those are off, they're going to know um, kind of the state of your physical health. If one of those are way off, they're going to like, all right, wow, like this is a red flag, and it's going, and 
that have a good idea of where to work on moving forward from that place. So it's very similar with our soul. We can do the same thing. And there's um, different vital signs that we, on a regular basis, can be checking to see, okay, this is where we're at, and know where to like, kind of set our attention on and like, ask for the Lord's help. So um, I have four listed here, since there's four other vital signs that I found. So uh, the four vital signs that we can check for our soul is, first off, is our thoughts slash speech. Um, what's coming out of us in our thoughts, through our mouth, is an incredible vital sign for what's actually in our soul. Um, what do you spend your time thinking of throughout the day, you know, when you're working, when you're going throughout your day? Where do you catch your thought cycles? Like, what are in those thought cycles? Are they life-giving? Are they um, pure? Are they holy? Are they edifying to you? Or are they the opposite? Are they destructive? Are they negative? Are they driving you closer to God or farther from God? And that's going to be a very good vital sign on whether or not our soul is in good health or not. Uh, so Luke 6, 43-45, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruits. People do not pick figs from a thorn bush or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. I just want to take a little bit of time here and uh, spend some time on this word heart. So in the Bible, the word heart is actually mentioned a lot. And in this particular case, it is the Greek word cardia. And cardia is actually defined as the character, inner self, will, intention, or center of a person. So that is essentially the person's soul. So when they say this word heart, it's actually referring to the person's soul. And this term, heart, um, in this context is used over 800 times in Scripture. So it's pretty safe to assume when you hear this word heart that most of the time in Scripture it's going to be referring to the soul. So keep that in mind as we go through Scriptures throughout the rest of the morning here. But I'll read it again and replace heart with soul through the rest of the scripture. So, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his soul. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his soul. For the mouth speaks what the soul is full of. So here we see that what we speak and the thoughts that we think are coming directly out of the overflow of our soul. What we put in, what we um, have in our soul, the health of our soul directly comes out in our speech and thoughts. And this isn't the speech and thoughts when you're hanging out with your family or with your church friends or whatever. This is like when you're working by yourself on your car and you stub your thumb. Like, what comes out then? Like, when you're doing whatever, something goes drastically wrong. Like, what are your thoughts? What is the words that come out of your heart? Like, that will help you determine the true state of your soul. Um, so yeah, that's the first vital sign we want to be checking. Second vital sign is going to be our emotions. Although our emotions are not necessarily um, what are in our soul, it's the effect of what comes out of our soul. So we want to check our emotions. And God created emotions, so emotions are good, right? And a lot of emotions can be good in the right time. So when we're using um, either destructive emotions or the wrong or good emotions at the wrong times, it can also be a sign of an unhealthy soul. So Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So there it uses that word heart again, which is our soul. So it will guard our soul, the peace of God. So um, in situations where things are going wrong, when you don't have enough finances to pay your next bills, whatever it is in those moments, like are you being anxious? Are you being doubtful? Are you doubting the provision of God? Like those kind of help us know like, okay, like this is an area we need to work on. And again, I'm not standing up here preaching from a place of perfection by any means. As I was preparing these notes, like, it was this thing after thing, I was like, hey, 
here you go, here you go, work on that, you know. So, like, I'm teaching out of a place of, like, also, like, learning through a lot of this. So, um, yeah, how, when situations press you, how do you feel? Are you always negative? Are you always going to go towards those negative emotions? Or are you feeling hopeful? Do you have, like, joy? Do you have faith? Proverbs 14.30, a calm and peaceful and tranquil heart is like, or is life and health to the body, but passion and envy are like the rottenness to the bones. Proverbs 15.18, a hot-tempered man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger and patient calms disputes. So these are just a few examples of the vital sign of emotions, you know, a hot-tempered man stirs up strife, are you quick to anger, stuff like that. So the third vital sign that we can be checking is our reactions to things. How do we respond to things? This is very similar to the emotions and all these kind of like interlock, but I just wanted to give like a broad sense that we can catch things as they are happening, be a little more aware of the status of our soul. Um, So how do we respond to people, failure, success? Um, Are you prideful when you succeed? Like things like that speak to the health of your soul. Um, James 1.19 in the Amplified says, Understand this, my beloved brothers and sisters. Let everyone be quick to hear, be careful and thoughtful listeners. Slow to speak, a speaker of careful, chosen words, and slow to anger, patient, reflective, and forgiving. So, yeah, your reactions will speak wonders of where your soul is. And then the fourth vital sign that we can be checking on a daily basis, if you want, or regularly, is our passions and desires. Um, This here, um, yeah, as we learn to, like, pay attention to why we do things, like, if it's a desire of ours to be doing things, like, all right, what is that producing in us? And this will speak to our soul as well. So Psalms 84, 2 says, I long, yes, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord. With my whole being, my body and soul, I will shout joyfully to the living God. Galatians 5, 17 through 21. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissension, faction, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So there in Galatians, we see a list of all these different things that are passions and desires of the world, and we can hold up our own desires and see if they're rooted in that or if they're rooted in God. Like, is it, are our desires, like, edifying? Are they drawing us closer to the Lord? So that is a way that we can regularly be checking our vitals. So those are just four. There's many more. That's not an all-exclusive list. of Those are the only four vitals. But it gives us a nice place to start, uh, even this morning, to know, like, okay, like, where are we at? Where do we need to work on? And moving into the next two sections here of toxic habits and then healthy habits, it helps us gauge, like, okay, like, identify in ourselves maybe some of these as well. So, Yeah. Heading into habits to watch out for. So uh, just like there's healthy habits in the natural and toxic habits in the natural, they are for the soul as well. So in the natural, you know, um, habits are developed all the time. We're constantly developing habits, whether we know them or not. There's things that you do every day that feels weird if you don't or you notice that you don't. Um, it's the same with our souls. There's constantly things that we are doing that are either edifying or um, tearing down our souls. Um, so we just want to spend a little bit of time. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the toxic habits because that's not the point this morning. Um, I do believe, uh, even as I was preparing, that God highlighted some of these in my own life that um, I'm now able to work on and grow in. Um, so I believe that will happen this morning, and that's the importance of mentioning some of these. Um, but, yeah, the thing with toxic habits is m- most times they creep in without us knowing. 
And over time, they slowly take root. And before we know it, one day we see the fruits of these habits and we're like, why did we respond that way? Or why did we do that that way? Or why didn't we do this in this situation? And it's not until we see the fruits that we actually are able to identify the habits. Um, so hopefully we can uh, get to this point where we're intentionally trying to, um, with the Lord's help, obviously, like identify some of these before they become larger habits. Um, so some habits in the physical that are not good is say every day, you know, come home from work, stressful day, whatever, and like instead of, you know, doing like hanging out with the family or whatever, you go sit down, open up a bag of potato chips and eat the whole bag, and every night you do this, right? Over time, you are going to see the fruits of that, right? It's like if you do that as a habit, it's going to change a lot in your life, right? So the same thing is with our souls. What are things that we naturally go to? Um, and some of them are tied to life situations. Some of them are tied to certain stresses, certain triggers. But what are those things that we go to that are unhealthy um, in our life? You know, again, another disclaimer going into this is I'm going to be mentioning a few different things that um, kind of take place within certain structures and certain avenues don't hear that I'm coming against those avenues, you know? Like some of the things are related to like social media, stuff like that. Those are great platforms that can be used with healthy habits. Um, so I'm not coming against those, I'm just coming against the way that we use them sometimes. So just to clarify, I'm not coming up here and say, you know, like let's turn away all electronics and because, you know, not that. So the first uh, toxic habit, and this is kind of like embodies a lot of toxic habits within this one larger one, and that is ingesting toxic soul foods. What goes in? Like, how are we um, in, in taking content? Like, this is the biggest one that um, is pushed as an agenda even in our society is content, content. Like, how can you just entertain yourself? Stuff like that. Um, so there's this saying that you are what you eat, right? And even though it's not a technical, literal term that, like, you know, you eat a burger, you become a burger, but um, there is so much truth to it. And I don't think anyone in here would be like, oh, that's not true. You know, like, you can eat all the junk food you want and you'll be healthy. It's, there's truth to it, right? And it's the same for our soul. And I think so often this aspect is missed. That people understand it in the tangible, physical, like, oh, yeah, obviously, if you only eat junk food, you're not going to be healthy, you know? Um, but it's the same for our souls. And I think that all of us in here would, to some degree or another, like, truly believe that. Like, oh, yeah, like, obviously, what you put in your soul affects the health of your soul. But the sad reality of it is, is like, and I'm, I've been guilty of this as well, is like, even if we verbally say that, like, what are our actions lining up to within that statement? Like, do we actually walk out our lives in a way that matches our belief in that statement, if we truly believe it? Um, how often do we, you know, watch movies or TV shows, you know, like, um, listen to certain music or podcast? Uh, maybe it comes in forms of reading certain books or articles or scrolling through hours of feeds and um, posts and whatnot, and just intaking it, not even being aware of the content that's in it, just because it's entertainment, just because it's filling our time. Like, how easily do we fall into that snare of, oh, this movie, you know, is up next on my suggested feed, so why don't I just watch it? Or, you know, this music is part of a playlist where I like this one song, so let's just play the whole playlist, and... 60% of the songs are explicit. Like, stuff like that, it's so easy to consume because it's one click, you know, it's already created for me, so why not just, you know? But there's this level of intentionality that us as Christians have to walk in when it comes to content that we are taking in. Um, so there's many reasons why believers would just, you know, do whatever with content that's either just lack of care and they're like, it's just easier, you know, to just, you know, click play and let the playlist of movies run throughout the day or put on a certain channel, let whatever comes on play, because it's just, you know, 
whatever. Um, sometimes, like with that, is just the convenience. Sometimes it's justifiable to some people. Like, yeah, there's that part of the show or this element of that show, but the rest of the show, like, you know, it's cool. Like, it teaches me to whatever. Like, but they just totally disregard the fact that the sum of that um, content is still getting in their soul. Um, and then there might even be people that just don't fully understand that everything that goes in affects you one way or another. So Ephesians 5.3 says, but sexual immorality and all moral impurity, uh, indecent offensive behavior, or greed must not even be hinted at among you, as is proper among saints. For as believers, our way of life, whether in public or in private, reflects validity of our faith. We must be extremely intentional on what we are feeding our soul. Like, we need to choose what we put in. And this is extremely true um, for our kids as well. Like, some of our kids can't make those decisions for themselves. And, like, it's our job as parents to come in and set those guidelines for them, to pre-choose the content that they're watching, that they're listening to, that, like, yeah, I'll go for it. Here we go. So, like, there might be things that you, at your maturity level, can watch. But if your kids are in the background playing and watching the same thing you're watching, that's going into their soul, like it or not. And even though, like, it might be justifiable for you, for a little kid to be watching it, that's detrimental, you know? So we need to be very intentional for the, the content that we as family units, we as ourselves and our children are consuming on a day-to-day -day basis for the health of our souls and theirs. So, cool. Um, yeah, toxic habit number two is toxic relationships. The last time I shared a few weeks back, I was talking on three key relationships, and I mentioned the... Uh, saying the sum of the five. And if you remember, what that's talking about is you become the like, average of the five closest people to you. Like You become like them. And if in that close five, and I'll even extend that to closeness, whatever, like, depending on how relational you are, if you're a very outgoing, like, interactional person, like, maybe that expands to your closest ten. Um, People that are kind of more kept to themselves, maybe it's your closest three, I don't know. But your core group of friends should consist of people that are going to positively affect the health of your soul. If three out of your top five friends are out partying every weekend, that's not going to edify your soul on a regular basis, you know? So be very intentional with the relationships that you choose. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't, you know, interact with non-believers at all and whatnot. Because, I mean, shoot, we're doing this um, Newport Summer Challenge, and that is the whole purpose of that, right? To get out to know our neighbors, the ones that um, never step foot in church, and to, like, share Christ with them. How are they going to know Christ if it's not through us, right? So I'm not saying that we don't interact with believers, but we want our core group of friends, core relationships, to be people that are going to build us up, all right? Um, so if some of the toxic habits that we can get into is, you know, surrounding ourselves with people that are constantly feeding us things that are negative. Um, and sometimes it's unavoidable, like workplace, you know, your coworkers are constantly, you know, talking negative all day or swearing up a storm, whatever it is. Sometimes you can't avoid that. However, um, you can be intentional with developing healthy relationships outside of that that have more say into your life and more impact on your day-to-day -day life. So, yep, that's one of the toxic relation or toxic habits to look out for is relationships that are toxic. So, sweet. Again, that's not the full list. Um, there's many, many other toxic habits that we need to watch out for. But, yeah, I'm sure God will show you those as they come up. So, at least that's my prayer for myself, so. All right, so let's jump into the good stuff here, and that is, what do we do to grow healthy habits? What are our healthy habits? How do we apply them? And um, 
we're just going to get real practical. I'm going to list some stuff here, and it's going to be a lot. So again, pick out one or two. Ask the Lord to highlight one or two of these that would be beneficial for you in this season. Ultimately, the goal would be great to be able to walk in all of these daily and establish all these habits. But the thing with habits is it seems so odd that bad habits happen naturally, but good habits usually take intentionality. It's going to take daily, like, okay, like, let's set reminders on my phones for these things. Let's, you know, put these notes wherever. Let's have accountability. And all that stuff is good. So I want to encourage you that as God highlights the one or two of these habits that he wants you to start establishing, and maybe you're already doing half of these things or all of these things, there's always, like, yeah, God constantly wants to be helping you grow and help you be healthy. So I'm sure there's something that's going to be highlighted this morning where you can work towards. And yeah, I encourage you to be intentional with it. Like, um, yeah, whatever it takes, if it's accountability, if it's reminders on your phone, um, whatever that is, all right? So be intentional with it. And again, don't let it become some religious practice. Don't let it become some workspace duties that you're just going to add to your life. Um, Because if that's what it is, that's not really going to help the health of your soul. It's just going to help you fill your schedule with stuff. So don't do that. Make it like actually like desiring a healthy soul and walking with God in these habits, and it will transform your life and the health of your soul. So awesome. So what are some of these habits? Um, I want to start with a passage from Psalms 51 um, that kind of lays the foundation of where we want to come from when we're looking at habits. So 51, 10, and then I'm going to hop down to 16 through 17. So create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. You do not delight in sacrifice, or, would bring, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You, God will not despise. So here we see the um, psalmist coming and saying, like, God, like, create in me a pure heart. He understood the aspect that we as humans cannot establish for ourselves a pure spirit inside of us. We can do things that will help cultivate a soil for a healthy soul to grow in, right? We can do things that are, will shape a life that can um, hold or maintain or whatever, a healthy soul, but it's God that creates it in us. Like, we can't do any of this apart from God doing it. Like, if we try on our own strength to have a healthy soul, like, it's just not possible. So he realizes this here. So that's the first place we want to come out of, is like, day in, day out, like, God, today, created me a pure soul, created me a pure heart, God. And out of that place, he'll give us the strength to do the things we need to do. So... That And then down it says that our sacrifice to God is a broken spirit and a broken heart. Uh, That heart is a soul again. So like God actually wants us to come and be like, all right, my soul is unhealthy. It is broken. And like he loves that. Like he is a loving father. Like how many of you parents, if your kid comes to you and they're hurting, they come to you and they have a broken arm, like you want them to come to you if that happens to them, right? Like you don't want them to just hide off in a corner and hope that it gets better and then comes to you after it heals the best that it can without getting the proper help, right? So like, hmm? Yeah, shake it off, right? Um, But it's the same with our souls. Like God is a loving father. And when we come to him broken and beat up, like God, like I had this bad habit for years and now my soul is broken over it. Like, he desires for us to come to that. He doesn't want us to try and fix it on ourselves before we come to him. So, yeah, that's kind of the foundation of where we're going here. Um, so, cool. Let's see here. Sweet. So, I'm going to hop into some real practical steps that we can walk in to establish healthy habits. So the first larger habit, and I'm going to get into like sub-habits here a little bit, but the larger habit is just getting in the Word. Like Scripture is huge. It's God's Word to us. It's His letter 
to us, and we have full access to it 24-7, and if we just let it sit on the nightstand, it's not going to help us. But if we can get in this, there is so much healthy, good, healthy soul food in here to help establish health in our soul and spirit. So James 1.21, so get rid of all filth and enjoy, or yeah, all filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word of God he has planted in your hearts for it has the power to save your soul. Um, so right there it's saying like the word of God has the power to save our souls. Like we don't even have to like dive into some theological definition like it bluntly says it. So I don't think we have to spend too much time there. But yeah, uh, I think a good passage that really paints a good picture of like a lot of things that we can do to establish healthy habits within the Word of God uh, is in Psalms 119, 9 through 16. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to the Word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. So there we see simply obedience is a great way to walk in health in our soul. If we know what we need to do according to the word and we do it, like there's something that happens inside of us where it establishes health, you know? And then I have stored up all your words in my heart that I might not sin against you. They're stored up in their heart, memorizing scripture, like take time to memorize it. And that is a very healthy habit to create health within our soul. Uh, Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. With my lips, I declare all your rules of my mouth. So like, or of your mouth. So there it says, I declare a verbal reading of the word. A verbal, like, reciting of the word really does something. When you hear yourself speaking the word over and over, like, it gets in some different way. And, like, there is power and life-giving to your soul. And then, in the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. So there's meditating on scripture, like spending time, set aside, read a passage and just like think upon it, meditate on it. Let the Lord like unpack it. Uh, And then I delight or I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. So there again, memorizing, I will not forget your word. So if we start on some of these basic habits, just right here in Psalms 119, um, we'll start, like, even if we just take one or two and apply it to our day-to-day life. So say you start today, you go home, you memorize one verse, and then the rest of the day, every hour or two, you recite that passage, you know? One, it will help you memorize. But we do that for a week, and I promise you, there will be something that shifts inside of you. There will be a, like, probably even, like, a tangible, like, huh, like, I feel healthier in my soul just from practicing some of these. Um, So I'm just going to go over a list of ways we can get the word in. And it's going to be somewhat quick, but I believe that God will highlight the one or two from this list um, for you to work on or to grow in or continue in if you're already doing it. So one is simply just hearing the word. Download the Bible app. Throw it on in your earbuds and just let, let it read the Bible to you throughout the day. You know, uh, Maybe it's podcasts, listening to teachings throughout the day. Um, many really solid pastors out there with really good podcasts. You know, like, let that feed you throughout the day. So hearing the word is one great way um, to build a healthy soul. Uh, obviously, reading the word for yourself, you know, getting time aside, whether it's you know, waking up a little early, going to bed a little late, taking 10 minutes out of your lunch break. Um, and don't overcomplicate it. Like, if you get two minutes in during breakfast, do it. Like, don't feel like you need 25 minutes or nothing at all. Like, get it when you can get it. And that will, when it becomes a habit, will start changing the health of your soul. Um, studying the Word. This one's a lot of fun when you actually apply time to it. Like, if you learn to study the Word, pick a passage Pick a topic and just spend time unpacking it. Um, what I like to encourage people to do when they're asking how to study the Word is it might take a little bit of time, but what you do is write a sermon. Like, 
essentially sermon prep, even if you're never going to preach it. Like, that is a great way to learn to study the Word. It's like, okay, I want to learn about forgiveness, so I'm going to write a sermon on forgiveness. Like, there is things that are established in that where you learn to study the Word, um, memorizing the Word. One thing that's a great tool for memorizing the Word is when you sit down and you're like, all right, let's memorize however large of a sum of Scripture it is, write it out word for word. If you're writing it out, one, you won't miss a single word, and there's something where if you're reading it, and if you even say it as you write it, then you have three different forms of like mental recognition of the scripture that will help you memorize it. So um, that's a great tool there. And then meditate on it. I like to suggest like three by five cards, write scripture on it, stick it around random places, sticky notes, I love sticky notes. Write on that, put it on your mirror, put it in your car, um, or even like phone wallpapers, throw a scripture up, you know, mix it up every so often so that you constantly have somewhere that you can look at the word without much work and be able to meditate on it throughout the day. Praying scripture, find scriptures that have promises in them, find scriptures that speak directly to situations that you're going through and just pray them out. Um, and then singing scripture, either existing songs, new songs, um, whether it sounds good or not, if you're in your car. I've sung out many songs in my car that I never want anyone to hear, but like to me it was a joyful song, and there's a something sweet that happens between me and the Lord when I'm able to sing out scripture. Um, and then obeying the word, as you obey the word, like something sets up in your soul where it's like, wow, like that starts to feel good, like... And I don't want to say like it becomes addictive, but like it becomes like a um, thing that you start to desire. Like it starts to change your desires as you walk out in it and you see the fruits of obedience. Um, and then sharing the word. If you verbally share the word with people, um, it often desires or it sparks a desire in you to understand the scripture more, to study the word more. So that is a short list. Hopefully some of that stood out to you of ways to get into the Word. All right. Um, sweet. Second thing is pray, like, a lot. So um, praying is a lot of times, especially in our culture here, um, is this thing where, like, oh, you talk to God and ask Him for things, or, you know, you're going through a hard time, and you ask Him for things. But simply put, prayer is just communication between you and God. It doesn't just have to be asking for things or um, doesn't just have to be thanking for things. Like, that's all parts of it. It's all great parts. But, like, this praying that I'm talking about for a healthy habit is, like, throughout your day, just having that conversation open. Like, it's not like you have set times where, okay, I have a meeting with God in the morning, at lunch, in the evening. It's like, you know, when you have a really best friend and your text conversation never has a hello and a goodbye, you know, like, it's like that, where it's constantly open. You just say what's on your mind, and there's no need to introduce anything. You just say it. Like, that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying that the habit of prayer is healthy for our soul. You're at work, something's not going right, and just like, all right, God, like, what do I do here, you know? Or you're at work, and something goes great, and you're just like, oh, God, thank you so much for that, like, little blessing today. Um, so, like, First uh, Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always. See, that's part of praying. Like, you can rejoice with the Lord. Um, and then it says, pray without ceasing, and then give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So there paints a picture of how our relationship with God can be throughout the day on the day-to-day. -day. So healthy habit, talk to God. Just talk with him. Don't make it some big thing throughout the day. So cool. Third habit that is healthy for the soul is rest. Rest is an incredible habit that is very, like, very important to God, too, as we read through Scripture and see what he has to say about rest. Um, so rest to God is so important that he establishes a Sabbath, right? So he himself worked for six days and then took a Sabbath. And if God did that, like, who are, who are we to think that we can work a seven-day work week and be okay with it? You know, like, 
there's a reason why God establishes these systems. Like, um, there's some sort of, like, importance to it, I would think. So Exodus 28, part of the Ten Commandments says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. So even in the Ten Commandments, like, the staple rules for believers, like, says, rest on the seventh day. Like, keep it holy. Don't, you know, don't just treat it loosely. Like, it's a holy day to take a whole day to rest. Um, so, Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 29 says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. Genesis 2.3 says, And God blessed the Sabbath, or the seventh day, and declared it holy, because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. So, yeah, rest, does, what it does for your soul is it allows you to kind of like close off the noise of the world. Like, your day-to-day, if you work seven days a week, you're thinking about work seven days a week, right? What rest does is it allows you to have an undivided focus on the Lord and allow him to give you what you need. Because rest comes from the Lord. True rest, the rest that God's talking about here is not something that us as humans can just get from sleep. Like there's this thing that God does where he likes to bless his people with the rest of their soul where like, oh, like I'm like heavy laden. Like there's something different where God's like, all right, I want to give rest as a gift. Like, it's not something that humans can muster up themselves. There's, I, yeah, there's something different between, like, a physical rest and a soul rest that can only come from God. Um, sweet. So, worship team, you can make your way up a while. Um, and we'll head into closing here. But, yeah, obviously there's so many more habits that are healthy. And as I said earlier on, like, it's more effective if we um, obviously bring God into it. It's only effective if we bring God into it. But it's more effective if we do it with other believers as well. Like maybe that five um, of your closest friends, like if they are edifying and you don't have to um, work to counteract the things that they're saying and doing, like get those close people to you that you know can hold you accountable and you know, know you and Maybe as you're being real with the status of your soul, like if you find areas that are unhealthy and you're raw with yourself and raw with God, if God calls you to it, like maybe grab another person or two that you can be raw with and be like, hey, this is where I'm at and God's calling me to grow in this area or God's calling me to establish this healthy habit. Um, and that accountability alone is such a healthy, like driving force in a sense where like, all right, we're doing this together. Like, even if their healthy habits they're establishing are different, at least you're coming together regularly and be like, hey, how you doing? You're like, hey, I got this scripture from uh, my studies yesterday, and I felt like it helps in your walk in healthy habits or whatever, where there's a conversing going. So I want to encourage you, don't try to do it alone. Uh, definitely not without God, but not without others either. That helps huge. And not to make it some religious duties. If you catch yourself like getting frustrated that you missed the time of prayer that you scheduled in your time, like if you get frustrated with that, like then it's becoming a little bit more than just like, oh, I want to be like healthy in my soul. It's like, oh, I want to do task. Don't let it become that. Like don't get upset if you mess up a day or two and go a day without reading the word or a couple days without reading the word. Like if you notice that, like come back to that place. God created me a pure soul, like created me a healthy heart gone, right? So, yeah, so we're going to close it up here, but there's a few things I want you to think about as the worship team plays, and the prayer ministers will be up here if you need prayer for anything, but I really want you to spend time, just you and the Lord, and if you didn't already, start thinking through some of those assessment questions. Take your vitals, be like, all right, God, like, where is the true health of my soul. Like, yeah. And let's let him be real with you. Like, as I said, when I was preparing for this, there's areas where, like, I like, wow, like, I didn't realize that. Like, and, yeah, there's so much grace in 
being humble enough to be like, just get raw and let God speak this out to you. So do that. And then out of that place, um, two questions is, what are some of the toxic habits that God wants to help you grow in? And then question number two, what is one or two of the healthy habits that you can start today? Can be one that I listed, can be another one entirely that God put on your heart. But what is something that you can walk out of here today and start doing to produce a healthy habit in you, to produce a healthy soul? Yeah, and then, again, just encourage you, like, maybe it's coming up to the prayer ministry and be like, hey, like, God identified this, let's, you know, pray about it. Maybe it's grabbing someone around you that you're close with and being like, hey, I'm so excited to start implementing this habit. Can you, like, check in with me a week from now and see how I'm doing in that? So, yeah, I'm going to pray, and then we'll spend a few minutes uh, just kind of you and the Lord, or if you need prayer, come on up then I'll come back up and close it. Uh, close out the service. But God, thank you so much that you long for us to be healthy. That you are a loving father that longs for your children to walk in step with you and in health and in wholeness. I pray, Lord, that this morning that nothing that comes to heart is condemning, um, but that we leave here feeling encouraged. God, I pray, Lord, that we leave here with clear, practical steps to be closer to you and be healthier um, moving forward, God. God, I pray, Lord, that as you do bring things up, um, as you do share with us maybe things that we do that are unhealthy, God, give us the strength to surrender it to you. Give us the courage to surrender to you and trust that you are that loving Father that will walk us through, that will give us the strength to overcome whatever habits we have established. I pray, Lord, for restoration of uh, the poor fruits that have come from some of these habits. Uh, yeah, even in myself and those that are here this morning, God, and those that are watching online, that you would just uh, restore what bad habits has developed. And then, God, thank you that you give us the freedom to walk in good habits, that you give us the strength to, um, yeah, to be in step with you, to be in relationship with you, to have your word, and to praise you, and to talk to you. God, this morning, let us pray that you just continue to encounter us. Give us healthy souls, creating us a pure heart, oh God. That's our desire, creating us a pure Thanks for listening today. We would like to invite you back to our services starting at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. For more great content from Newport Church, check out newportchurch.net or visit our YouTube channel. To get the right one, search for Newport Church in Elm, PA.